Welcome to the Hustle Sanely podcast, a show where we are breaking up with unhealthy hustle culture and redefining what it means to be productive. I'm your host and new productivity BFF, Jess Massey. Around here, we believe that productivity is so much more than just checking a million things off of a never-ending to-do list. I am obsessed with teaching you how to prioritize your mental health and the important relationships in your life while you pursue your goals. I'm here to help you ditch that feeling of constant overwhelm and cultivate an intentional life by getting your mindset right, getting clear on your vision, and creating a schedule that aligns with your actual priorities. If you wanna learn how to live a peacefully productive life, then you're gonna wanna stick around. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, hey, Hustle Sanely Squad. Welcome back to the show and happy April. I am so excited for this episode because I feel like this is a question that I get asked often. How do I stay sane or how do I hustle sanely during a busy season? And here's the thing. We all go through seasons when life feels a little bit fuller and it can be really easy to allow that fullness to overwhelm us or stress us out. But did you know, did you know that you could still live a peacefully productive life even when you're in a busy season? I promise. Seriously, it's true. I'm a mom to an almost four-month-old, which can we talk about that for a second? Excuse me, four months. How did that happen? Anyway, uh, so I'm a mom to an almost four-month-old. I run a multiple six-figure-a-year business that is currently undergoing a brand refresh, which if you are unfamiliar with you know, what that entails, it's a lot a lot of back-end work. And I can honestly say that I don't feel like I'm losing my mind. I feel very sane. Am I tired sometimes? Absolutely. But I do feel sane. And I'm super confident that it's thanks to the five keys to hustling sanely and being intentional with my vision, my non-negotiables, and my routines. Busy for you right now, maybe it looks like raising your toddler while you're working on home renovations, or maybe you're working full-time and going to school full time or maybe you're planning a wedding amongst all of those things. It doesn't matter what your busy season is full of. You can still stay sane if you're intentional about it, okay? That is like the key word here, intentional. You've got to be intentional about it. But before we jump into how the heck you can actually do that, since it is the first Tuesday of the month, I want us to pause for a minute. And if you have been around the podcast family for a a while. You know what's coming. We are going to jump into our Hustle Sanely news segment. It's just a time where I can give you all the juicy details about what we've got going on in the Hustle Sanely community this month. There's not that many, but they're really freaking good. Okay. So number one, I'm just going to share the best one. I'm not even going to save the best for last. We are talking about the BFF membership. So April is really exciting because the BFF membership is open for enrollment. Now the BFF membership is open four times a year. And now is the time for you to join over 300 of us if you've been thinking about it. But don't wait too long because the doors close on April 8th and they will not open again until July. So our topic for quarter two inside of the membership is reframing limiting beliefs and creating a healthy mindset. And if you're just like, okay, cool, but like what is the BFF membership? Maybe you're new here. Let me explain. The BFF 
BFF membership is a community-centered membership focused on personal development that you can actually put into action. So each month we have a group coaching call on a peaceful productivity topic so that you can work toward your goals while prioritizing your mental health and relationships, aka so you can hustle sanely. Like I said, there are over 300 of us in the community and it really is the best place on the internet. Not only do we have a coaching call on our quarterly topic every month, but we also have Zoom co-working sessions every other week, a Zoom hangout once a month. And for that, the topic is voted on by the community. Last month, we worked on setting up our planners and journals together for the new month. Sometimes we do like an adult show and tell. We'll do Q&As in there. It just kind of depends on whatever the community wants. We have a book club Zoom call every single quarter where we chat about the books that I recommend to go along with the topic that we're learning about. And this is something new. We have a quarterly challenge where we work on integrating healthy habits into our lives together. So for quarter one, last quarter, we did a five-day decluttering challenge. So I say this often, but y'all, it's not an exaggeration. The BFF membership is hands down, no questions asked, my favorite part of my job. And I am so, so, so excited to welcome in new members this quarter. So if all this sounds good and you're just like, yes, how can I become a Hustle Sanely BFF? You can head on over to jessicamassi.com slash BFF. That's where you can go to learn all the details about the membership. If you're ready to sign up, you're just like, okay, I don't have any questions. I'm ready to join. You can do that there as well. I'll have it linked in the show notes for you guys. But remember, enrollment is only open until April 8th. So if that's something that you're wanting to do, I wouldn't wait too much longer. So that is the first Hustle Sanely News announcement. And the second and final one is how to create digital products 101. I want to talk about that course. We are actually retiring that course. It is the first course that I ever created. Um, I created it, gosh, I think back in, it was either 2019 or 2020. So it's been around for a while. And uh, the course is retiring on April 30th. Now, this is the course where I teach you step-by-step how I create the types of digital products in my business that we sell to bring in over $100,000 a year. And they have brought in over $100,000 a year for the last five years. So this course is perfect for beginners and non-designers and it caters to people like maybe you're a personal trainer and you want to create a recipe or workout ebook for your clients. Maybe you're a teacher wanting to create resources for your classroom or to sell in a TPT store. You're maybe a mom wanting to create planning and organizational tools that work for your family's needs. Or maybe you just want to learn how to create digital planners because you can't find one that you like on Etsy or on somebody's website and you just want to make your own. So if any of those sound like up your Alley, this course would be really, really great for you. And a side note, I just want to mention this since we are retiring the course. If you are already a student inside of this course, you will still have access to it once it retires. So don't worry about that. This just means that starting on May 1st, we will no longer be inviting new students into the course. Okay. So you can use the code 101 retire to get the course for $199. So the code is valid on the one time payment option through. April 30th at 1159 p.m. Eastern time. You can sign up at jessicamassi.com slash digital products course. Again, all of that will be in the show notes for you. Now, the reason that I am retiring it, because I know people are gonna be like, why, why, why? 
the course still sells really well, but like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Hustle Sanely is kind of going through a little bit of a brand refresh and we're just kind of decluttering older things so that we can make room for newer things. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. So that is all the fun stuff that is happening in the Hustle Sanely community this month. So let's go ahead and jump back into our conversation about staying sane during a busy season. And to start, I, (laughs) this should not be surprising. I have some things that I want to say about the word busy. When I think about being busy, I think about a lot of doing, but not a lot of accomplishing. And there's a difference there. The doing isn't intentional when you're busy, in my opinion. I think of a hamster wheel, like a hamster just like running, running, running. You're constantly moving, but you're not getting anywhere. You know what I mean? So I like to reframe the phrase busy season to either full season or push season, depending on what's going on. So for example, from December to March, I would have classified myself as being in a full season. I wasn't really working on a specific goal or project that I felt like a push, but instead I was embracing my new role as a working mom and a mom in general and just navigating that. So life felt extra full. And I would say now from April to May is what I would consider a push season for me because we're working on a lot of stuff for Hustle Stanley behind the scenes. Like I said, that requires a lot of energy and it's project-based work, and I know when these things will be done, so it's more of a push, if that makes sense. So either way, it doesn't really matter like where you're at or which phrase you prefer to use. I just think that reframing busy season to either full season or push season, it just really helped me when it comes to not letting busy season steal my peace, and I think it can do the same for you too. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't love the word busy. It gives me like frantic, chaotic vibes. You know what I'm saying? Busy, like I looked up the definition and it literally means having a great deal to do or to keep occupied. And I'm just like, "Mm, no, like that just doesn't resonate with me. And I read this article about the difference between busy people and productive people. I'm going to have the article linked in the show notes for you guys. But it talked about how busy people, they aren't making real progress on their goals a lot of the time. They have too many priorities. They multitask. They say yes quick and often. They are running out of time a lot of the time and they get distracted easily. So it's like that's really what I think of when I think of busy, just like frantic, chaotic, like you're all over the place. Like, you know that and I'm putting this in air quotes, like hot mess person. Like that's just, that's what I think of when I think of busy, right? But the words push and full, they just help me to take ownership of my life. And I'm able to remind myself that what's on my plate, that those things are blessings, not burdens, right? Those words, the push and the full words, they give me purposeful vibes. Like, yes, you're doing a lot, but it's all done with a purpose. And what is being done aligns with your vision and your priorities. There's a big difference there, right? Between busy and like operating in purpose. So yeah. Yeah, that's my little spiel on the word busy versus full or push. The way that we speak about our lives is so important. So just be mindful of the words you're using. Now, if you use the word busy and it doesn't bother you, it doesn't make you feel like frantic and chaotic, 
girl, you keep on using it. Like, that's fine. I'm just sharing like my take on it and a mindset shift that has really helped me when I kind of ditched the word busy and instead adopted the words full or push, just depending on what's going on. But okay, let's get practical. Okay, we're, I'm going to share three tips to stay sane during full or push seasons. So uh, we're just going to jump right into the tips. Okay, tip number one, determine your non-negotiable priorities for this season. Now, emphasis on the for this season part. When it comes to non-negotiable priorities, a lot of people tend to think that it's a set it and forget it thing. And that's just not the case. Like it just, it it doesn't, and it doesn't make sense. I've said this a hundred times, probably more on this podcast, on Instagram, but when our seasons change, it makes sense for our priorities to change too. My non-negotiable priorities now look wildly different than they did this time last year because this time last year, I wasn't a mom. I don't even think I knew that I was pregnant yet. Yeah, because the day that I'm recording this is March 28th. I didn't know I was pregnant until I want to say April 2nd or April, April 3rd, I'd have to look. Um, So my non-negotiables look really, really different right now than they did last year on March 28th. You know what I'm saying? And it would be crazy if they were the same because my season of life is so different. Your non-negotiable priorities should align with your current season. You cannot keep carrying all of your priorities from all of your seasons with you because that's too heavy for your present season. It's like I imagine trying to wear a winter coat in the dead of summer. It's hot. It's annoying. It's bulky. You feel like you're going to have a heat stroke. It just doesn't make sense, right? Your non-negotiable priorities need to make sense for what's happening in your life right now. But I want to back up a second and really define what non-negotiable priorities are. So if something is a non-negotiable priority, that means it's not up for debate. It's not an if I have time, it's not you know, maybe I'll get to it. Like it'd be nice to get to it. No, it's an I'm planning my life around this kind of a thing, which means that having too many defeats the purpose because as the saying goes, when everything is important, nothing is important. AKA when you have 50 non-negotiable priorities, they're just really watered down and you can't show up for them well because there's only one of you you know? So here is what I recommend doing to help you determine your non-negotiable priorities for this season. So I have just like a couple of little steps for you. Step number one, call out what is taking up most of your time and energy in this full season. Is it work? Is it adjusting to being a new mom? Is it planning your wedding? Is it going through the home buying process? Is it going back to school? Name the reason why this season is full and then make sure that this thing actually needs to be taking up so much real estate in your life right now. Okay, so that's step number one. Step number two is decide what habits you're committing to daily, weekly, and monthly during this season. So these are your non-negotiable priorities, right? It's so important to explicitly name them so that you can actually show up for them. So if you have trouble kind of nailing down like what you want to commit to daily, weekly, and monthly during this season, I want you to imagine a day in your life and then a week in your life and think about your whole life. Okay. So I'm talking about personal and professional here. What do you need to show up for in this season to make sure that what matters to you is being nurtured? So think about these life categories just to kind of get your wheels turning. So I'm going to name off these categories. Think about things that are important to you, habits, routines, just things that are important to you within these categories. So relationships and family, health and wellness, personal growth and development, work and education, finances and giving, 
caregiving, home, and living spaces. Now, again, that list is just to get your wheels turning. You don't need to have priorities in all of these categories for every season, but I'm going to give you some examples of my current non-negotiables. And remember, my current season is full because of the rebrand at work and being a new mom. So those are the two things in my life that are just requiring the most of me. So my daily non-negotiables in this season, doing Hustle Sanely 5 every day, being up by 6.15 for a morning routine. And my morning routine right now is spending time with Jesus, reading, journaling, taking my supplements. My morning routine is very sacred to me. If you don't know, I have to wake up before my daughter and just make sure to fill up my own cup because I feel like it is what sets me up to show up well for the rest of my day. Anyway, I need to do an updated morning routine episode because especially since becoming a mom, I've learned really, really, really how important it is for me. Anyways, so that is another daily non-negotiable in my morning routine. Then I have my evening routine, which right now looks like being clocked out of work by six, off of social media by nine, doing my skincare and then journaling. And then another daily non-negotiable is spending at least 10 minutes a day out Outside. And then my last daily non-negotiable in this season is drinking a gallon of water every day. So my weekly non-negotiables in this season, having a scheduled rest day. So a day where I don't have anything for work that I'm worried about. I don't have like a lingering to-do list for personal stuff. Like my focus is just resting that day. Um, another weekly non-negotiable is a Sunday date. So Adam and I go on a date every single Sunday. Every other week we leave the house. My parents come over and they watch Everly for us. And then on the other week, we just have an at-home date night after Everly goes to bed. Um, Another weekly non-negotiable in this season for me is a Monday family activity. So on Mondays, we either go for a walk, go to the zoo, go to the aquarium as a family, something like that. Um, Another weekly non-negotiable, five workouts, doing five workouts a week, going to a Bible study every other Wednesday with a small group from my church, and then working Tuesday through Thursday from 11 to 4 and only taking calls on Wednesdays. So those are my weekly non-negotiables in this season. And then my monthly non-negotiables in this season, going on one friend date a month, going on one family memory outing per month. So just something that's like a little bit bigger than, you know, going to like the park or like going on a walk by the river, just something that's intentional and like making a memory with the family, going to therapy once a month, and then going to church in person at least twice a month. So these are my hard yeses in this season. No Knowing that these are my hard yeses help me to say no to things that are in opposition to them, right? I can say yes to other things, of course, like this isn't the only things that I can say yes to, um, but knowing what gets my best yeses in this season helps me to not spread myself too thin and it makes it clear what needs to be a yes and what needs to be a no right now. And then step three, which is the last step for helping you figure out what your non-negotiables are for this season, is put your non-negotiables on the calendar. So step two is call them out, name them, like explicitly say, this is what my priorities are in this season. Now for step three, you're going to take those and put them on your calendar, for real. Like add them to your Google calendar that you share with your spouse, write them in your paper planner, like whatever you need to do. That way, when you sit down for your weekly prep meeting, you're not trying to frantically figure out how and when you're going to 
show up for your non-negotiables, you already know. And you can focus your energy and your brain power on the just showing up part. Now, a little pro tip that kind of piggybacks on this one, don't let yourself be, and I'm putting this in air quotes, busy in too many areas of life at once. If you know work is going to require more of your energy next month, put boundaries and routines in place that don't allow you to be stretched too thin in other areas, okay? Now, that might look like stepping down from volunteering at your church for the month or delegating your cleaning to a cleaning service for the next month or moving your kitchen renovation a few months out instead of doing it right now. And honestly, that leads us perfectly into the next tip to help you stay sane during a busy season. So tip number two is create space for daily pauses to prioritize your well-being during this season. Now, when we're in full or push seasons, it's common to feel stretched thin, which makes it really, really easy to feel overstimulated. You know what I'm talking about when I say that. Whether it's your email inbox dinging nonstop, your kid asking for a snack every two hours, your countertop being littered with paint sample cards, the dogs barking one octave too loud when the Amazon delivery person drops off a package, you feel like you are losing your mind because life is so full and it's so loud. I don't know about you, but when I'm in a full or a push season, I tend to get overstimulated faster and I don't tend to have as much patience for it. As in, I am more likely to lose my cool over stuff that normally isn't a big deal to me when I'm not in a full or in a push season. So what I found that really helps with that is creating space for daily and weekly pauses that prioritize my well-being. So think about small things that you can count on to ground you and help you recenter yourself a few times throughout your day or throughout your week. It's way too easy for life to be nonstop, go, go, go. So we have to decide to create space for intentional pauses. Otherwise, we're just going to be swept away in the loudness of life, right? So some examples of pauses might be drinking your coffee out on your patio in the morning, taking silent showers. That is one of my personal favorites. Having a podcast lunch break, like where you get in your car during your lunch break and you just drive around, listen to a podcast after you eat. Of course, do not skip eating to listen to a podcast. Um, But think about things that you're already doing in your life. So like drinking your coffee, showering, driving to go get your lunch, and think about how you can create a little bit of space within them to pause and collect yourself or to ground yourself. I encourage you to plan one for the morning, one for the afternoon, and one for the evening. So just ask yourself, what makes me feel grounded? What makes me feel like recentered after I've been kind of going through like my day-to-day life, what kind of brings me back to calm? So when we pause to recenter throughout the day, we show up from a place of peace instead of a place of chaos, right? It's a tangible way for us to run the day instead of the day running us. So that is tip number two for how to stay sane during a busy season. Create space for daily pauses to prioritize your well-being during this busier or full season. And then the last tip, tip number three that I'm going to share with you for how to stay sane during a busy season. Use reverse engineering to help you prioritize action steps that move the needle during this season. Now that is a mouthful. 
Don't worry. We're going to break it down. I use reverse engineering so much when I'm working toward goals and I use it extra when I'm in full seasons. Now, reverse engineering is basically starting at the end of something and working backward to figure out how it works so you can 100% apply this to creating a plan for your goals too. Like it's not just something that you use when you're like taking apart a machine and like learning how to put it back together so you can like be more aware of like how it works and stuff. I think that's where the term originated from, but I have taken it and I apply it to creating plans for my goals. Using reverse engineering helps me to focus on tasks that actually move the needle, aka help me make progress on the goals. This is extra helpful during full seasons or push seasons where you're trying to focus on getting a specific project completed. So for example, launching a product, buying a home, planning a wedding, like things where you, you know what I mean? Like you know, the very specific project that you're working on. So I didn't use reverse engineering when I became a new mom because like I'm, I'm not reverse engineering anything. Like I'm not trying to figure out like one specific thing. Like being a mom is like a lifelong thing. You get what I'm saying? But like buying a home, planning a wedding, there's like a start date and an end date there. That's a good way to put it. So reverse engineering, it shows you what tasks are actually important. So you don't get fooled into doing tasks that are busy work and not actually moving you closer to your goal. Now, I've used this example before when explaining reverse engineering, but it's a good one. It's easy to follow. So I'm going to share it here again in case you haven't listened to the episode where I shared it the first time. And so I'm going to use the example of creating the paper planners. So you start with the end goal, which is having the paper planner created, and you work backwards to create a plan of action. So this is how that kind of goes down. Before I can have the completed planners in your hands, I have to ship them to you. Before I can ship them to you, I have to have all of my shipping supplies. Before I have all of my shipping supplies set up, I need the actual planners to package up into the shipping supplies. Before I have the actual planners, I have to order them from the manufacturer. Before I can order them, I have to have them designed. Before I have them designed, I have to have them mapped out. And that's my starting point, mapping out what's going inside the planner. So these big steps are where my energy needs to be to move the project forward. You can apply this principle to lots of different types of projects and goals. And again, the purpose is so you're not wasting your time and energy on tasks that don't really push you forward during a full or a push season. So save those kinds of tasks for when you have more margin, like tasks that like sound nice. So for me, an example, I tend to get distracted by updating my website. I'm like, oh, let me go in and like update the graphics on all of my blog posts. And then in reality, I'm like, wait a second, like, does that really need to be done right now? Like, is that going to move the needle toward the direction of my goals of creating the paper planner in this season? No, no, it is not. So we're going to table that and do that when we have a little bit more margin in our lives, right? So another example, if my goal in this season is to work on the paper planner, it's probably not wise to decide to redesign my courses at the same time. That's just distracting me from focusing on what truly needs to be done in this season. So we wrapped up the paper planner stuff at the end of March. And so I'm spending April and May kind of reworking the courses for whenever we redo the website and like do the rebrand. So it makes it made sense, right? Like I'm not trying to do both of those things at the same time. Beware of those distracting tasks that feel important, but that don't align with your current season. They can be important, but not necessarily a priority. So the course example that I just used is perfect for my case. 
updating my courses is a priority. Like it is important, but it's not a priority in this season, right? As in when I was creating the paper planners. Like now that I'm done with the paper planners, that was the top priority in my work. It's done. I'm moving on. Now the top priority is updating the courses, right? So that is what I've got for you guys today. Let's do a quick little recap because I feel like we covered a lot of ground. So the three tips to help you stay sane during a full or a push season. Number one, evaluate your non-negotiable priorities for this season. Number two, create space for daily pauses to prioritize your well-being during this season. And number three, use reverse engineering to help prioritize action steps that move the needle during this season. Now, if you're in a full or a push season right now, remember that it is just that, a season. It's not forever. Keep your eyes and your heart focused on those non-negotiable priorities and supporting routines. And one other thing that I like to do is remind myself of when I once dreamed about the season that I'm in now. So uh, yes, it's tough being a new mom and rebranding my business at the same time. But five years ago, when I started Hustle Sanely, I used to dream about Hustle Sanely growing into a company like it is today. What a blessing that I'm living that dream right now. Our minds are so powerful. So use your thoughts to create a life of peace. And hey, I'm just saying, if you need some help when it comes to learning how to reframe your thoughts, get inside the BFF membership. Because again, that is kind of the whole thing that we're doing in quarter two is learning how to reframe our thoughts and create positive, healthy thought environments. Okay. So I will talk to you guys next week. Same place, same time. Well, maybe you're not going to be listening at the same time, but the episode is going to be released at the same time. I love you so much and I hope you have the best day ever. I so appreciate you tuning in to today's show. I hope that it blessed you right where you're at. If you did enjoy it, take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your Instagram story along with your biggest takeaway. Make sure you tag me at Jess M. Massey so I can see it and share it on my story too. Your feedback is such an encouragement to me and it helps the show more than you will ever know. If you want more Hustle Sanely in your life, head on over to jessicamassey.com. It's actually my favorite place to hang out online. I'll meet you right back here next week. And until then, keep hustling sanely.